My name's Josh, and I'm the host of Modern Mouse Radio, a weekly series connecting Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars to the real world and connecting the real world back to the stories, heroes, and princesses that we all love. My name's Shannon McCarter, and I am Network 1901's resident fangirl and book lover. I have a strange obsession with Peter Pan. I love Star Wars, and of course, I read like there is no tomorrow. I co-host Explain This Book to Me with Dale, where it's basically like a book club, but I am the only one that's obligated to read the books. I'm also the host of the podcast series The World That Never Was, a look into some of the ideas Disney had for its theme parks and the real-world issues that led them to never be built. I also make videos for our YouTube channel, including a little theory explaining how Jen and Cassian totally survived at the end of Rogue One, which is great news for me, considering they're one of my many OTPs, and that ship totally needs to sail forever. Plus, you can catch me hanging out at Disneyland on our YouTube channel, dropping history, facts, and secrets about the happiest place on Earth. So find me, along with Shannon, Angie, Danny, Dale, and Andy, over at Network1901.com. Bringing you everything under the Disney umbrella. Network 1901. This program is powered by Tascam. Tascam's mini studio creator, US42, is your new personal production and online broadcast studio featuring a professional quality audio interface and a number of unique real-time effects. The mini studio creator delivers everything you need for your podcast or webcast. Find out more at Tascam.com, part of the Gibson family of brands. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Mrs. Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. Welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's Kyle and Mike, and joining us from the Behind the Magic podcast... No, it's not the dog barking in the background. That's my pup. It's Zeke. How you doing tonight? Great. You didn't like my dog impression? <sighs> no. And, and I almost wish mine See, were hush right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric's not with us tonight because all of us... Hydra must have infected the cafeteria food. And why Kylan mm. and I didn't get hit with it, I don't know, but... Um, I, I went. I went with the uh, the frozen pizza in the in the fridge there. Uh, so no uh, frozen the, in the fridge. I'm worried. That I must have had some pretty chemicals in it. That green stuff was not mold, or it was not spinach. It was mold. Broccoli. Yeah. The <laughs> the, the, the the commissary is questionable at best, uh, except after Thanksgiving. 
Maybe. Even then, it's questionable. <laughs> well, s- speaking of questions, I wish Eric was here so I could introduce this as my dog is. A- I don't know celebrating. How she- Your yes. dog knows where Eric is. Listen to him. <laughs> well, He's see- down a well. Save it. <laughs> Hydra has them where? <laughs> um, we're going to introduce a, a new segment, which could be a brief segment on the show. It's called Mighty Marvel Geeks Feud. And what it is, is for the holidays, I got the Family Feud Marvel Edition game. Woo! And, well, let me go right into it. Uh, this week's question hundred, I guess a hundred people surveyed. Top six answers. You don't get to answer. <laughs> my dog's looking at me funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those nights recording this. Um, name the Avenger that would most likely ride the New York City subway. And there are six answers. So, Zeke, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. Well, since we're factoring in driver license, I'll just go with Peter Parker. Oh, Kylan. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, number two. Uh-huh. I, need, I need to find the Family Feud ding. <laughs> ding. Uh, Do I get another shot? Yes, Zeke. You get up to three strikes. Daredevil, because I don't want to see him driving. Mm. No. Oh. No. Uh, let's see. Steve Name. Rogers, Captain America. Number one with 22. Hawkeye was number two with 20. So, <sighs> name the Avenger that would most likely ride the New York City subway. Zeke, do you have it in you? Uh, I'll, I'll go out, like, and go away from my gut completely. Let's go with uh, Black Widow. Number six. Hey. With four points. Kylan. Hmm. There's three answers left. She-Hulk. Mm. Man. Okay. <laughs> I will go with regular Hulk. Number five was six votes. Mm. Working from the bottom up. Yes, and that bark is echoing like crazy in this house. Two answers left. Zeke has one strike. Kylan has one strike left. I have two strikes. Oh, one strike left. Yes. Uh, Man, this is tough. Okay, so we've got Captain America. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. and Black Widow. Um, Think Avengers. Name the Avenger most likely uh, to ride but the now, are, are, are we are, are we talking all Avengers? The whole of all the Avengers, right? Oh, now mm-hmm. you're prying for info. Name the Luke Avengers. Luke <laughs> For the steal, can you take it, Zeke? I'll go for Iron Man. Number three is Iron Man. Coming in number four was Thor. You know, I could not see Thor or Tony Stark <laughs> yeah. on the subway. They totally just... went MCU on that. It's like people saw them on the poster for the Avengers movie. And they're like, what was that dude on the Avengers poster? Yeah. Maybe he'll be on the subway. Well, who knows how they come up with these. <laughs> it doesn't say they uh, they surveyed 100 Marvel fans. They just That's surveyed true. 100 people. That is 100 true. <laughs> So, speaking of surveys, speaking of 100 people, um, I want to say congratulations to Dr. Strange for being nominated. Uh, special effects department. Um, Woo! 
gets nominated for as a best visual effects nominee. So, uh, congrats to the effects team that includes Stephanie Soretti, Richard Bluff, Vincent Sorelli, and Paul Corbold. So go, guys. we'll find out Sunday, February 2nd, how they do. Well, I, I tell you what, I, uh, I, for, for, for some way to, they made such a memorable first experience between Stephen Strange and the ancient one, yeah. that first meeting where she just, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Just love that. They earned it at that point. Just right. saying. Right. <laughs> So, uh, why don't we recap, since we forgot to do it last week, why don't we recap this week's shield? All right. Okay. So, so, okay. So this week's agents, agents of shield was a doozy to say the least. Um, and actually, um, uh, so, and then, uh, so we're at episode, oh no, I got to look that up now because we're, because we just got back from the hiatus. So just one moment with me. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Okay. Okay. So, so this uh, this episode was um, well. You know, you got you got quite you had quite a few things going on because you they're they're continuing the whole um, LMD storyline, which is wow, and and we're also getting more of. The Felinda as uh, I, I okay you know what I felt a little dirty just saying that Felinda but Felinda I did <laughs> that's just kind of wow but anyway uh so so we know so we're starting to see a little bit more of that um and let me see this episode was oh the patriot not the patriot no this is wake, wake, up. wake up it was wake up okay yeah so so okay so what we had we 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 have a few things going on because last last week we now we the outside viewers and along with um our agents got to see how dirty senator nadir is because she's all buddy buddy with the uh, watchdogs so we get to see this but she manages to get away so put that book put that bookmark in because uh, we we have our uh, director who has been working to kind of build up uh, Daisy's well she's not Daisy anymore uh, I can't believe I all the, uh, all this time I still call her Daisy um, I can't think of her name now wow I'm stuck with Daisy Quake Quake yeah okay so so he's been doing a bang up job just kind of improving Quake's image and 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 basically and she's not really embracing the whole hero thing but she kind of sees the necessity of the optics as they like to call it so now we're seeing her sit in front of a congressional committee and so it's her and and director Mace and and things seem to be going well until Nadir gets involved, and we end up finding out through her questioning, because as this all is going on, you have uh, Coulson and I, I, I believe it was it was Coulson and May who are going through Nadir's office, and simultaneously, as she's outing Coulson and May, we end up finding out that at this point that there's a a mole within Shield. So now we're starting to question who is the second LMD. 
uh, and they kind of make it look like it's Mac. Although I'm sitting there hoping and crossing everything I got that it's not Mac. Because Mac is uh, with Yo-Yo. That he goes and he disappears for some unknown reason. And that's the reason why he wasn't with Phil going through uh, going through uh, the senator's office. And meanwhile, May appears to have managed to wake up, face off against the LMD, and she's trying to get away. And so all of this is going on. You end up realizing that May is still knocked out. She's just imagining that she's fighting her way out. But while she's fighting her way out, she's actually also thinking back to the mission where she earned the title, uh, the Calvary. Right. Which is, you know, which, and I have to admit that was a nice touch that they went that far back like that. So we end up finding out that, so we end up seeing Colson and May outed, uh, and also Mace and Quake are kind of like, uh, and then we see that um, General Talbot, who is in a sour mood on a good day, is, um, not very happy, but he he's willing to admit that he thinks that there's something shady going on because why did Nadir know about this op when only a few people knew about it in the first place? So they realize that there's another there's a mole within Shield, and so long story short, we end up finding out that the second mole is actually. Um, Doctor, oh gosh, can't think of his name now. I'm terrible with names tonight. Radcliffe. Yeah, Doctor Radcliffe. He's. A, I have to admit, I was shocked. I was shocked by that because I, I wasn't sure. I kind of thought it was it may have been Fitz. I was almost expecting it to be Fitz, but it wasn't Fitz. Although Fitz was the one who realized that Radcliffe was the second LMD. So so we have the second LMD out it, but nobody nobody still doesn't know that May is an LMD. Right. Although right. May knows now that she's an LMD, but she doesn't know what to do because she knows that if she tries to out herself, that her programming won't allow her to out herself. So just kind of wrap your mind around that for a minute. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, so what we end up with is we f- we end up finding out that Ratcliffe is a second uh, LMD. He's in buddy buddy with. Nadir, and by extension, the the watchdogs. So now we have this terrorist, domestic terrorist group with next gen technology. Yeah, and uh, Shield under the under the gun from the American government again, and uh, Agent May still locked up somewhere, fighting in her head, trying to get out. And that's pretty much where we. That's pretty much where things ended with uh, Wake Up, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to say, there, there's there been some, continuing with TV, there's been some um, some more progress, is the best word I have to think of at the moment, involving Cloak and Dagger. And I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, a comic that I loved as a kid, I'm now having lack of faith on right um here's the character breakdowns for cloak and dagger they were revealed this week um tara 
female, 18, to play 17, Caucasian. Tara was a plucky southern girl who grew up with everything. She's always full of light. Then an accident took away everything. Now she's a cynic who steals from tourists and makes to make ends meet. Okay, slightly different from the character. Uh, life, life took from her. She's going to take it back. But can that light be rekindled? She's a series lead. Travis, male, 18 to play 17, African-American. When Travis was a little boy, he was fearless. But then he made a mistake that cost him dearly. So Travis grew up in a fear, scared of a world he couldn't control. So he controlled what he could, keeping his head down, focusing on school and basketball, locking in on fear. But what is a brave boy still? But is that brave boy still in there? Also a series lead. So at the moment, rumors, heavy rumors, is... um, Noah Gray Cabby, which you might know him from Heroes, is is being slated to play Ty Johnson, aka Travis, from the show description. And Debbie Ryan is Tandy Tandy Bowen. Um Noah I'm okay with. I don't know about Debbie Ryan. I mean, for her to go from Disney Channel in and Sweet Life with Cody and Zach and Jesse to a freeform show, even though she has done a couple of Disney movies, but going to a freeform show and playing something a little darker? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, the thing is, she probably wants to, she wants something that's a little meatier as far as roles go. Probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, that that that's a tough one, really. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I, I mean, but see, I, I'm I'm there with you because I mean, we know we're. I mean, we're familiar with those characters, with these characters. We know what. You no, know, I, I don't know, dude. Well, I'm looking up her IMDb to see what she's done. Uh, she's in a TV series called Daytime Divas. As okay. a character called Maddie Finn. She was in a series called Sing It. Uh, she did a couple episodes of Mysteries of Laura. Okay. Uh, of course, she was on Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, she does have... Oh, okay, never mind. She appeared in The Ultimate Spider-Man as Jesse Prescott, her character from oh. Jesse. Um, I mean, mo- mo- looking at her stuff, Mighty Med, that's Disney. Uh, Go right. Luck Charlie, Disney. Um, Austin Alley, Disney, Zika Luther, the crossover shows. Yeah. The Sweet Life on Deck is Bailey Pickett, Disney, The Sweet Life Movie, Disney, 16 Wishes, Disney, Hannah Montana, that was a crossover, Disney, Wizards of Waverly Place, that was a crossover, Disney. I mean, most of her stuff is Disney. Oh, and she played herself on Barney and Friends. <laughs> uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> I love you. You love me. <laughs> Hydra's crawling up that tree. <laughs> <laughs> the great big gun to shoot me in the head. <laughs> so, um, I, I just, I don't see her. Unfortunately, I just don't see her as, as dagger. I really don't. Uh, see, it's uh, I don't know. That's um, 
yeah, but you know what? I, I will say this because I was the very same person who also said I couldn't see Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and well, you know, uh, I, I always thought that was a good choice. No, I, I don't know. I just didn't. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking at the point, but I look back at that and I'm like, well, I, here's the thing. Marvel Marvel does an amazing job when it comes to casting. Right. Now, now, mind you, this is – and we've talked about this before. This is a show that is, uh, for the most part, outside of what we would watch. That doesn't necessarily – you know, that doesn't mean it's not going to be a popular show or that it's going to be a bad show. But it's largely because of the changes that were made to these characters that we were so familiar with that we grew up with. But having said that, maybe what uh, Marvel has in mind will fit with the character with with their with their casting choices. Maybe. We can hope. But we're, we're now talking Debbie Ryan as part of MCU. Yes, because we're still going under the assumption it's all connected. And, and that's true. I mean, because even the uh, even the Netflix shows are in some way connected to the MCU. So yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the MCU and Disney, um, supposedly there's a couple seasons or a couple games left in the NFL. I know yeah! one. There is. I well, know there's I one. There's one here in Orlando. Um, <laughs> the the, uh, the amateur cup. Oh wait, no. no, it's the Pro Bowl. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For everybody who didn't make it to the Super Bowl, where they get to go play. So it fits that I get to talk about this because not only am I a Disney fan, but being from Massachusetts, I'm a Patriots fan. Who? So. Oh, oh <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike. What? You, you you know who I root for, right? Unfortunately, no, not Dolphins fan. Just as bad. <laughs> really? Are we? Are, we are not just as bad as Dolphins. Fans. I'm a Steelers no. fan. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, it, it could be that's worse. Last week's news. You, you got some players that didn't make it, so they can go to the Pro Bowl. It, <laughs> oh, I mean, they're not injured. It, it could be worse. Your uh, your guy fans? you serve. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely worse. Hey, my, it, te- you know. my team almost had a perfect season. <laughs> I was pushing for it. team almost season. had a perfect season, too. <laughs> and, and if we had the perfect season, we would have gotten a parade. I was but, so going to go to that parade, too. But that one win mm. kept the perfect oh, season oh, the from perfect happening. All, all losses. What's your team? Cleveland. Oh, okay. Right, <laughs> hey, we sent, a, we sent a player we didn't want to you for some balls. True. They, they, they snatched victory from the jaws yeah, but, of defeat. But what, when we sent the balls to you, they were for, fully inflated. <laughs> Otherwise, you couldn't accuse them of deflating it. Hey, what oh happened once God. they got there is your problem. They were fully inflated <laughs> when they left. I don't Cleveland. know. All those other games with the deflated balls this year that they uh, just forgot about. <laughs> so, uh, however, for those of you who will not be uh, tuning in to the Super Bowl to watch the actual football, but will be tuning in for commercials because there are some amazing ones, let's face it. Oh, um, yeah. 
that I am really looking forward to, and potentially three. Um, there's the MCU, Disney, has booked two spots for the Super Bowl, and those will be Marvel commercials. Speculation is it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Last year, if you watched, Captain America had an amazing spot last yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Movie. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. I, I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, especially of the movies. Uh, yeah. Kind of curious, what do you guys think the other spot will be of? Pirates. Homecoming. Or Pirates Day? <laughs> the, the new Pirates, yeah. Because... Uh, yeah. It could be because they just oh, yeah, released. A, We've they only released, had a teaser. Yeah, they just released an eight-second teaser. Yeah, they did. They like did. in the last couple and days. So yeah, it could be pirates. If it's MCU, maybe a, a glimpse at Age of Ultron or like a way far out glimpse. Yeah, just, like teaser, get you ready for going down. Um, and then the other one I'm kind of excited about is Spider-Man: Homecoming, which they say because Sony bought a spot, so really it could or could not go in, and that's going to be in the pre-game. So you really have to be like sitting before the game, getting hyped up, and uh, you'll see a Sony spot. So hopefully it's not for the emoji move here or something like that. But, it but is oh, in, no. in, ca- in case you do miss it, though, you're going to find them. I think there's one website, SuperBowlCommercials.com, I think tends to be a, a go-to, where you could catch all the Super Bowl commercials. Because yep. uh, he says, don't play my commercial for people for free. <laughs> At least no smart one does. So, yeah, that's what's going on. And uh, who are you guys rooting for in the Super Bowl, then, since your teams aren't going to? Neither. Atlanta. For one. Huh? Well, you know what? It, I, I, you know what? That's, I, may, I might just root for I might root for Atlanta just because. There you go. It's, it's that, that dilemma of do you root for the team that beat your team or do you root for the other team? Uh, I'm not even sure. I have, I have family sure near Atlanta, so. There you go. Um, and that website is actually SuperBowlCommercials.tv. Nice. And they they have all the different um, – they will have the commercials after the game. But I think they might – I think they have a couple commercials now that have actually actually come out. Right. Uh, like the Intel Super Bowl – or Tom Brady Super Bowl ad or the Audi – or they say Audi's back for Super Bowl 51 and Febreze has its first commercial. TurboTax will have one. Honda, social media apps. Um, the Rock – will appear in a Ford commercial. Okay. Um, so yeah, just check out Super Bowl commercials t- dot TV. Uh, you'll, you'll find teases to most of the commercials. Um, so, and of course the game's on Fox this year, I believe. I think it is Fox. Yeah. And, and to go with the NFL on Fox, uh, Fox orders a pilot for the, for a Marvel series about mutants on the run. Oh yeah, uh, so I got this one. Okay, cool. Jumping ahead, um, uh-huh. apparently uh, it was announced on Tuesday that uh, Fox has officially ordered a pilot for Burn um, for Burn Notice creator Matt Nix for his untitled Marvel series about mutants on the run. Um, I can't think of a witty X name for it. Expand. Uh, See, uh, escape. Escape. That's a good one. Uh, Expel. Extract. Express. Um, Express. I don't don't know. As as the buns keep getting worse and Zeke's going, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Um, Expired. Expired. That's a good one. Uh, The untitled action series focuses on two ordinary parents who discovered their children possess mutant powers. Forced to go on the run from a hostile government. 
They're expelled. Yeah. Good ones. Expulsion. Um, the family joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight to survive. They're keeping from going extinct. Um, Matt is a huge fan of the X-Men and his take on the X-Men, which with its rich characters and high stakes adventure is exactly what we want on Fox, says Marvel chief TV chief Jeff Loeb last summer when the project was first talked about. Uh, Nix, who will executive produce the project alongside of Jeff Loeb, Brian Singer and others uh, just recently confirmed to IGN.com um, that this TV series will share some DNA with the Marvel's X-Men films. So it's all connected as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess stay tuned to Mighty Marvel Geeks for more info about this. Cool. But speaking of more info, more has washed aboard. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> you're hilarious. Okay. It, it seems like my, my grasp on the jokes are just are sailing away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Throw the, li- throw the life preserver. <laughs> throw the life preserver. <laughs> Ship is sinking. Uh, it's... But you know, it's a whirlpool of. But but I think I think I, I think Zeke's got the got a story that would be marvelous at sea. I do I do have a marvelous at sea story. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not my story at sea yet, but uh, hopefully in the fall it will be because uh, they're going to be launching the Disney Cruise Lines Marvel Day at Sea. Um, they have eight special voyages from Miami. Uh, departing January through April after the inaugural launch, it launches. There are seven going out of New York City, which I'm excited about those because being from Massachusetts, it's a lot easier to just shoot on down to New York and, and hop on them. Um, so the Marvel Day at Sea combines the thrills of the comics, the films, all the animated stuff, and, you know, a little bit of Disney magic sprinkled right onto that. Um, and you're going to be able to embrace your inner superhero. Um, so knowing what Disney's done with the uh, the Star Wars at sea events and everything. I'm really excited. Um, they're going to have character interactions that you don't see other places. Black Panther, Loki. Come on, everybody's going to want Lokis. You better be yeah. awesome on the boat. <laughs> see, there, there's a there's a loophole. They're at sea, so they can get away <laughs> yes. with it. And it's not a theme park. Yep. So there's yep. a loophole on how Marvel oh. can appear at Disney. East in, of the Mississippi. In the United States, yeah. Well, no, California can have Well, Marvel. yeah, it can be west of, yeah, a little bit. But east of. They haven't really delved as much in. They, don't you just I, love the way the law... <laughs> the contracts well, worded, yeah. yeah. There are certain well, that, characters that they can bring to Disney World. Which that, they have. That contract's been, yeah. Which is like the Guardians characters, the uh, Doctor yep. Strange. And, of course, at, at Disney Springs, you do have the Marvel superhero shop. And they, they can get away with that because it's not a theme park yep. and it's not an attraction. It's a shop. So so do you think these boats are going to eventually start stopping at a Marvel-themed attraction destination? Uh, I don't see how they can. Because anything... Disney's Islands? Question would be, would that still fit under the east of the Mississippi uh, as long as it's not in the United States, it would. They're allowed to build any international parks that they want. I I can't see them doing much at Castaway Castaway Key, right. Castaway Key for this. I mean, I, yeah. I think just keeping to the boats probably going to be it. 
Do you get the feeling that Marvel is just wishing that maybe they had not been as free with their licenses as they were? For sure. Well, Marvel did it at the time because they were trying to keep from going bankrupt. Yep. I mean, that, and it's that, true. That they saved bought, their lives. With that. that deal saved Marvel a year. Yeah, gave Marvel another year, year, year and a half of life. That's and then true. Di- and then Disney came along, and after the success of Iron Man, that I think that's around the time that they said, "Okay, we need to, we need to bail you guys out." And the the, the, the thing was, it was just like. Uh, okay, the, the the late 80s and the 90s were rough on Marvel. They were. Uh, it, I luckily, think it was rough on everyone. It was. Yeah, it the was. whole comic industry was. You know, and luckily, Marvel had Blade. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and Blade, you know, Blade is the was the first Marvel movie that showed that showed people that we can do a superhero movie and it not be cheesy, it not be a wink at the screen, and it not, it not be Superman or Batman. Because prior to that, unless it was Superman or Batman, it was pretty cheesy. Yeah, I mean, you had a few exceptions like Dark Man, but Dark Man was so like out there, out there that is you know it wasn't. It, it was more of an independent movie. It wasn't really one of the big. It was. It definitely was from one of the big two. Well, n- name a, name another one that wasn't cheesy. Uh, I was watching something, <laughs> and somebody right, to sneak it in. about somebody mentioned Howard the Duck. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, it was. It was on. La- it was on this week's episode of um, Legends of Tomorrow. Which I have not watched yet. You need to watch it. I'm still a couple behind on Legends of Tomorrow too. You need to watch it because my eyes rolled so hard. I thought I heard you shout because I said, "I said he has to be watching this." I said because you know it's a DC show and they gave Howard the Duck love. So yeah, yeah. But how many times have all the DC shows given Star Wars love too? Oh, there's a lot of you. If you want to talk about DC shows and Star Wars love, watch this episode. You, your, your jaw. You're gonna be sitting there with your mouth open the whole time. Seriously, and that's as far as I'll go. Because if I go any further, we'll be giving free ad- advertising to a show that's part of our distinguished competition. And that, well, you know, anyway, it's, yeah. it's okay. They're in the basement. Oh, that's true. They are. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Over there in your <laughs> hall. <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, Howard. Oh my God. <sighs> so, so are are you booked for a, a Marvel one of the Marvel cruises? I am not yet. I am already looking into it, though. I have to figure out work and everything, but I am definitely going to try and hit one of the New York ones. The New York ones seem to be uh, like they're going to be booked out quicker and everything, Um, whereas Miami, they usually port out of there with the other Disney cruises, so it might be easier even to fly down there. It might end up being cheaper to get the ticket there and a plane ticket is driving down to New York. Cool. I can see that. Oh yeah, so I'm going to be on there. I'm going to be wearing my superhero spandex and and dressed. Hopefully, you can pull it off better than I can. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would have to go. I would have to like get a tent and live in the gym. 
uh, to, to, to be ready for that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, usually on the boats with the Marvel stuff, they do have some games involved, but I don't know if they got this game or have this uh, game. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, so Marvel comes out on Wednesday and, uh, lets everybody know there's going to be a big announcement on Thursday, the 27th at 11 o'clock, I believe it was going to be. Yeah. And and so what happens is they announce a partnership between Marvel and Square Enix. Uh, yeah, uh, Square. when we say Square Enix, we're talking about the same people behind uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I believe I believe they're also behind uh, Tomb Raider, um, Deus Ex. So you know, it's like know the, you know they 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 know their stuff. So they're partnering up with Marvel to do a series of adventures games, uh, and so. Um, now, Marvel has done some notable stuff. They've done stuff with Activision, Capcom, and Telltale all through the years. Um, and so to add Square Enix is, I mean, that, that's, uh, a, that's, that's pretty a big great, news, yeah. That's huge news because, um, I mean, Marvel hasn't done anything big in the gaming world, not not on this scale, since really, uh, what was it, um, uh, Ultimate Alliance, okay? Which I loved Ultimate Alliance. I love Ultimate Alliance, too. Uh, Avengers both Alliance. Amazing games. Uh, uh, Avengers, Avengers Alliance, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I enjoyed I enjoyed those. Um, and with Capcom, you know, they did the Marvel, the Capcom versus Marvel series, which we're getting a new one later this year. And with Telltale, right now they they have the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going on. And so, what exactly is what exactly is this Avengers project? We don't know, but. Now, this was an article that I got from GameInformer.com, but I'm pretty sure that if you just Googled Avengers Project Square Enix, um, you will see the trailer. And I encourage everybody to go and check this trailer out. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's insane. Wow. It's insane. It is. It, it, it is. And I don't... Now, supposedly, we can expect the first game next year, which would be huge because um, that's going to... Because we. that's also when we get the uh, uh, Infinity War. So I don't know if that means that this game is going to be tied to Infinity War. I seriously doubt it. Uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... It's going to make 2018 probably the most Marvel year of marvel years right ever well so my, yeah my que- my question is what about um what about the possibility of maybe seeing more come e3 well you oh, know yeah. and that's i i would i was i would expect that i mean because this trailer alone i i can't expect them to just put out this trailer and then have us go however long without seeing more because this isn't just one big game this is a series of games based on what i've read based on the articles so i would say i would say that come e3 i think we would definitely hear more yeah. uh about this and you know just along with you know keeping your ears eyes and ears open because you know whenever there's something this big there's always these little little re- mini releases of you know information that seems like it's nothing until you look at it and you realize that it's taking next it's taking next generation gaming 
to the next level. You know, so and that certainly was what this trailer makes it look like. It's probably going to be using every bit of uh, power that the engine for the PS4 can do. Because as far as I know, Sony isn't planning on a new um, system yet because you would think that that would have been announced last week, you know, yeah. and it wasn't. So I'm keeping my eyes and ears open for that as well. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with a game called Life is Strange. Um, that was Square Enix partnered uh, with a small French studio um, okay. that makes games. It's much in the style of a Telltale game, okay. uh, which based on the trailer, this looks like. Because Square Enix really wants to push down that field more, mm-hmm. um, the storytelling games. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on the trailers, that's... That's what this is looking like. Some of their uh, in their projects that they've been working on behind the scenes at Square Enix, right? Um, with that French uh, development company, I can't think of what they're called. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I would be I would not be surprised if it was something along those lines. Um, especially once they announced it was Square Enix that was the company that was going to be doing it. I was right. very excited. Oh yes, yeah. my favorite software development company. I I you know I'm I I, I like what they do and the fact that. Um, um, that we're seeing a partnership with Marvel uh, and maybe seeing a, a somewhat original story as well that that makes me even more excited you know so especially if they tie into the greater MCU yes exactly yeah maybe even we might, might see some characters from the uh, from uh, the Netflix uh, side of it as well the defenders we can, yeah we can hope. <laughs> We can hope. The underutilized Netflix series, which are amazing. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't. Well, so, and that's something that, um, what are we, they, they haven't announced a date for, for the Defenders yet, have they? Uh, uh, I believe they have They have the release year and everything. I don't know if they have the exact date. They have the season and the year, and I okay. believe the month. All right, cool. Because they've renewed a bunch of those shows for another season as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited for Iron Fist to actually start. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, I know where I'm going to be on St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> Besides drunk, <laughs> I will. I will be sitting at home eating Chinese food and binging Iron Fist. That is what I will be doing. And green beer, maybe green beer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, at the moment, Defenders is scheduled for September of this year. Yep. So yep. if uh, so, true. if Defenders is September, when are we going to get uh, Punisher? Give me a second. Yeah, that was a spur of the moment thing. They weren't even planning Punisher. They mm-hmm. just popped up and and the character did so well in the daredevil season and it was just cast so well and and fit that they wanted to try because november sweet well you know what you finally got punisher right now i mean i have to admit i I take that back and i i'm probably one of like 12 people who actually enjoyed dolph lundgren's punisher but it wasn't punisher i enjoyed it but it wasn't punisher now thomas jane I enjoyed it. I felt like he was a little bit more true to the character. Now, mind you, the trappings around it was not a Punisher movie. Right. But but Thomas Jane did embrace the character. I felt like he was more the character than than Dolph Lundgren was. But then that last movie, probably the the the, the, the environment was very Punisher like. But I just didn't like the actor that they uh, cast as Punisher. I just didn't. So. See, to me, it didn't make sense why they. If 
if it's supposed to be a continuation from the first right. one, why they change actors. I, I, I see exactly. I don't know, but then they they turn around. That some people say it was a continuation, then others say it was um it was a soft reboot. Yeah, I could potentially see that as well. Sort of like Hulk, and then uh, the Incredible uh, Hulk. Incredible Hulk, yeah, yeah. Because they kind of re- they up and retold the entire origin, like in the or in the in the opening credits, and because that origin was straight out the TV series version of the origin, whereas yeah. the movie was the comic book origin. Yeah. You know? So I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Well, tell you what, Kyle, why don't we jump right into our Marvel Unlimited pick for this week? Okay. Our Marvel Unlimited pick for the week. Hold on. You know, I I think I am going to go with... Let's go with Ant-Man. You know that? Cause, now, now, and I'll tell you, because I normally don't... I, I normally kind of stay away from Ant-Man. He's not one of my favorites. He's but no you know dupe. what? He's, he is no dupe. That's true. But you know what? I'm looking at... I'm looking at now. This looks like it was a mini series uh, from 2015, Ant Man one through five. Okay, I could have been. Um, let me see. Um, Scott Lang has never exactly been the world's best superhero. Heck, most people don't even think he's the, he, he's the, been the best Ant Man. And the last guy invented Ultron and joined Masters of Evil. So that's saying something. Okay, I'm liking this already. Uh, But when the superior Iron Man calls with a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, Scott's going to get a chance to turn it all around and be the heroes he's always dreamed of being. Sure, he's been to prison. Sure, he's been through a messy divorce. Sure, he's been... um, dead but this time is different this time nothing's going to stop the astonishing ant-man you know what i'm going i'm gonna go out on a limb and say if you have a free weekend and you're and and if you're like if life is just getting a little too real for you right now if you're watching too much news or i don't know if you have a little too much caffeine in your diet i'm gonna tell everybody right now i i think reading this is gonna probably be like the shot in the arm that the movie was for me because yeah. I, w- I went in I'll admit I because I love Marvel I love all things Marvel but I really didn't have much invested in Ant-Man but I you know as we got closer to it I was like okay well you know it, it looks like it could be fun I walked out of that theater wanting to turn around and walk back in and watch it again I enjoyed that movie that much, and I knew nothing of, I knew very, I'll say next to nothing of the character of Scott Lang, but the what I knew of the character of Scott Lang, I got from Marvel's Adventures, because that, that was the Ant-Man that was featured in the animated series. Right. Uh, and the funny thing was, I think that was the episode that featured uh, Power Man and Iron Fist because Scott Lang had stolen the Ant-Man suit. And so they were after Scott Lang to uh, get the Ant-Man suit back. So, you know, I got Luke Cage and Iron Fist. So that's one reason why I'm after watching it. Then I got exposed to Scott Lang. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I am I, yet again, I'm not going to re- suggest just the first issue. It looks like this was a mini series, and like I said, it was 2015. I will go through. I I, I am going to give one through one through five. That that's going to be. I uh, just take, give it a shot. Read all of it. All of it. 
It looks like it's got that great mix of humor, self-deprecating humor, and intelligence, and fun. And there you go. That's my pick. All righty. Well, that leaves only one thing left, and that would be... That's the picks of the week. And of course, that's the Shazbots with the comic book shot. Um, Zeke, why don't you just kick us off this week? All right. So I have a few picks. And let's start with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, the prelude. Uh, I'm getting ready for the next movie. So this will catch you up and get you where you need to be. It'll cover some of the missing hijinks that you didn't get to see in the movie and get you all amped up. The next one, of course, since Deadpool was an amazing movie, you can't go wrong with Deadpool comics. Watch him break the fourth wall in on paper and in film. Uh, so I'm going to say Deadpool number 26. Uh, and of course, it's the Valentine's issue. So only know what he can do with that one. And then I'm going to go with Slapstick uh, number three. And I have not read any of these. So I'll actually go back and get number one and two as well. Uh, it just looks hilarious to me. And so that's what's going to be in my stack. All right. Well, cool. Kylan, how about your first pick of the week? I, I'm, I'm going with Spider-Man 2099, number 20. That seems kind of weird saying that. <coughs> yeah, 2099 is number 20. Oh, yeah. I don't know what about 99, but no, 99's got a way to go. Um, So, yeah, so I'm going with that, and my system is just taking their own sweet time. There we are. Okay, so the writer is Peter David. Uh, the penciler is William Sliney, and the cover artist Francesco Mattina. Uh, Spider-Man had, has had one goal since his girlfriend Tempest fell into a coma following a terrorist attack to take down the Fist, the organization responsible. But Tempest is on the mend, and though there is still much to be done to stop the Fist, Nothing will keep Miguel from seeing his love. Nothing except Man Mountain Marco. Okay. Well, my first pick of the week is Gwynpool, number 11. Gwyn gets hired to save a small town from a vampire. But that's not what it seems. What else is new? So, Kylan, your second pick. My second pick is Moon Knight, number 11. The writer is Jeff Lemire, or is Lemire. I'm thinking it's Lemire. He should come on the show and correct me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And uh, the penciler and cover artist is uh, Greg Smallwood. Run for your lives. The asylum wasn't the first in institution Mark Spector escaped, or the first time, first that rejected him. Is Moon Knight stronger alone or more, or more vulnerable? Trapped outside of reality, his survival depends on answers in his past. Okay. Well, this next one uh, kind of upset Zeke a little bit because I had picked it <laughs> before he could get to it. Uh, written by Jason Aaron, uh, penciler Salvador LaRocca, Master Yoda finds himself overpowered and captured. Imprisoned within the caves, the master become must become a student once more. Plus, Ben and Luke fill the ripples of the Jedi Master's tale. Of course, this is Star Wars number 28. Okay. So your All right. final pick. My final pick is Hawkeye number three. 
Uh, the writer is Kelly Thompson. The penciler is Leonardo Romero. And the cover artist is Julian Totino Tedesco. California supposed sunshine and smiles, right? Well, apparently the City of Angels missed the memo. Just when Kate Bishop thought she cracked this campus stalker case wide open, the crap hit the proverbial fan, and now everyone at Venice Beach has it out for her. Can Hawkeye stop the hate before it consumes everyone around her? Hmm. Intriguing. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars Darth Maul number one. This is one of five. Uh, writer is Colin Bunn. Penciler, Luke Ross. Breed on hate, fear, and anger. Steeped in the ways of darkness and trained to kill, Darth Maul's time as an apprentice to Darth Sidious has long been cloaked in the shadows, but will he, but at last we will reveal his tale of revenge. Uh, from writer Colin Bunn and artist Luke Ross comes a tale of rage unleashed as Darth Maul prepares his first encounter with the Jedi. So, um, so that's going to wrap up the picks of the week. Uh, I think yeah. you've got some great choices in there. Oh yeah, definitely. So any final thoughts before we close out the show? Uh, yeah. Why'd you pick all the ones I want? <laughs> um, because I didn't know you were coming on the show until last minute. <laughs> the, the correct There's answer that. was because I have good taste. Uh, that that, that can still be questionable. <laughs> have you heard some of the other picks that's been picked? <laughs> but if I say you don't have good taste, then that's saying I don't have good taste. So I'm going to say you have good taste. He's definitely hasn't been around when I've picked Dupe or Squirrel Girl <laughs> or Howard the Duck. Oh, I, I would have picked them. Dupe. I like your taste. Oh my gosh. Dupe is awesome. Hence why he was a book of the month one month. <laughs> so, uh, any other final thoughts? Uh, I can't think of anything. Well, how about this? Let's see if, ah, uh, yes, we could possibly do this. How about one more last quick round of... Survey says... All right. If all the Marvel superheroes held a barbecue... <laughs> I got. I got to try to figure out how to do this in a Steve Harvey type voice. Which superhero would work the grill? Okay, it's not Steve Harvey, but there are five choices. Okay. So since Kylan lost last time, see, you get to go first. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with Iron Man. <laughs> Number one answer. Iron Chef, Iron Man. Kylan. Uh, Four answers left. Steve Rogers, Captain America. In at number two. Fourth of July barbecue going on right there. You there. Go. All right, I'm going to go with Hawkeye. Mm. Hawkeye's not cooking the ribeye? No kebabs <laughs> for Hawkeye. No. All right. Kylan. I'm, I'm going to go with Luke Cage. Mm. Really? Okay. Yep. I'm, he's going to cook a nice big meal for us. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. All right. All right. Still three answers left. Now, wait. I got to question this card, but I'm going to say two answers left, and I'll explain it afterwards. Okay. One's a, a secret identity? No. One's the same answer as, as the two above it. Uh, again, it's making y'all think, but I'll explain after. Was Hulk on it, or did I get buzzed or dinged? Number three and number five. All right. <laughs> it's That answer <laughs> was so good, it appeared twice. <laughs> So right. there's one answer left. Uh, let me think. And both of you guys have one strike. 
One answer left, huh? Yep. If all the Marvel superheroes held a barbecue, all the Marvel superheroes, which superhero would work the grill? Wolverine. That's what I was thinking. And survey says... Glad you guessed it, not me. I was thinking the kebabs on the claws. And that's what I'm saying. I pick like a picture of him. I don't know. He doesn't need grill tools. He's just like can manually operate it. He and could. doesn't have to worry about getting burned. Yeah, you know, come on. OSHA compliant uh, Marvel superior. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just a little music. All right. <laughs> man, oh man, that's a tough one, man. Just one All answer right, left. Let's see. Who would be working for the riddle? I'm going to just say Thor. Uh. Okay. Star Lord? Number four. <laughs> Star-Lord, really? Yep. Wow. In order, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Star-Lord, Hulk. <laughs> if you think I'm lying. Well, see, now the thing is there's uh, – we, we Hulk we on have, there twice? We have five different Hulks, though. Well, they don't specify. I mean, like one red Hulk, one green Hulk. Yeah, and then you got you got well, you got three, you got two green Hulks. Wait, no, no, wait, hold on. One, the other Hulk is dead. You're right. Never mind. So I think this is going to be a nice addition to the show for twenty. Oh, I agree. <laughs> You're going to pull one card, and it's going to be like five Captain America answers. <laughs> <laughs> Number one answer. You get five choices, and there's five answers, and they're all the same. <laughs> and, I, and I don't care what. They say Luke Cage totally would be working the grill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well okay. If we did. I put Wolverine on the grill. I put Wolverine on the grill too. Or Deadpool. Human Torch. He might do something to your food. Uh, yeah, but everything be well done. That's true. I think that's there could true. be some control. Ultron. Now, if, if G.I. Joe, if, if Marvel still had G.I. Joe, Roadblock would work the grill. Yeah. yeah. Yoda. Eh, it'd be a short rack. You, 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 he yeah, would he have, wouldn't have he, to flip it. He would have sure. you eating something that you would not want to know what it is. True. Or maybe you would. What about the blob? No, never mind. Nah, it would never nah, come nah. off the grill no, but, to be no. served. No. Uh, I couldn't see Scott on the grill. I mean, he could be, but I think he'd be complaining because it's too hot. Uh, we wouldn't have Jean Grey because, like a phoenix, all the chicken would come back to life. Awesome. <laughs> Now, would the whole chicken be there or just the wings flopping around? I don't know. It depends. If Howard's there, they'd be cry- he'd be crying foul. Oh. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the guest appearance of Howard the Duck on DuckTales. Now that Disney owns John Marvel. <sighs> that would be funny, but then that would mean Howard the Duck exists in the DuckTales universe. I don't mm-hmm. know if they would do that. So, well, I'm going to say let's wrap it up and mm-hmm. call it a night. Uh, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. Thanks for coming on, man. Glad to have hey, you man, on the thanks show. Thanks, appreciate thanks it. for having me. So, uh, maybe if you uh, end up doing the uh, end up doing the super uh, the Marvel uh, cruise, man, I'll come back and talk to us about it. Yeah, definitely. For sure.
Sure. So, yes, it is, it is common for us to talk over the, the outro <laughs> on the, at the end of the show. There's a lot of people hey. watching. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a live action um, She-Hulk there. There you go. There you go. Or Tiger. Yeah. Well, they, they had a list of who all was going to be on. Debbie um, Ryan. <laughs> no. Let's see if I can find the list before we go off the air.